Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on this week's Beer and Bullshit podcast. Uh, this week, Jay and I are joined by our good friend, Chef Nick Gignac, who runs the kitchen over at the Stack Brew House in uh, Sudbury. Uh, he was joining us this week uh, to talk a little bit about how this whole pandemic uh, COVID-19 coronavirus situation has been affecting their business uh, and the restaurant industry in general. Uh Obviously, we veered off into all sorts of stuff. We love to uh, chat with Nick, and this is the second time he comes on the podcast, and it's always a good time to get together with Nick and uh, and have a good chat. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, the audio at the 36, 37-minute mark uh, gets a little sketchy, so hopefully you guys uh, can follow the conversation. You'll hear me chime in at one point uh, when there's a, a hard edit there. So we did have some technical difficulties when recording this, uh, but hopefully you guys still enjoy. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast and uh, for joining us again this week. And uh, here we go. Cheers. Bullshit, hanging out in the bunkers again with Chef Nick tonight. How you doing, man? Surviving. How are Surviving. you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm starting to get what people call cabin fever, but uh, I don't know. I'm I, I'm surviving, so uh, I mean, so I'm still alive. Are you, are you actually working? Like, Jay, are you working as well, or yep. what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I'm currently working uh, just uh, from uh, from home few times a uh, few times a week and also a lot of extra hours you know <laughs> you don't understand an educator has many many hours put in on the outs- on outside of just teaching you know i love how if you're you making a you. mockery of it <laughs> i'm not making a mark i'm being 100 percent serious <laughs> and how are you holding up jay you've got the newborn at home no oh, you I? too nick too <laughs> yes that's true you're a Hi. day apart man a day apart yeah a day apart that's crazy yeah. No, uh, no, uh, good. Today was a pretty decent day. Uh, you know, we celebrated a Good Friday like a, a, a proper Catholic family. Uh, you know what? Uh, you, you remember what Jesus said when he was on the cross. He said, ow, this hurts. Don't fucking eat fish. Or <laughs> don't eat fish, don't eat fucking meat. That's what he said. So, only eat fish. Yeah, Which only fish. No meat. Man? Don't touch meat. Then why I do guess. some people eat chicken still? So, I don't know. I, I, I got to interject here. I feel like the whole no meat thing is where the whole like don't masturbate thing comes in. Could be. You think that's just a translation uh, issue? Poorly translated, yes. Ah, I had it. It could be. Meat? And I had another like question. Do you think that on the Last Supper, you think Judas picked up the bill? Like he just got a bunch <laughs> of extra shekels there from the Romans. No, he like he ramped up his bill. And ghosted. <laughs> ghosted. Just took off. Because I assumed, you know, you're talking about the group of guys those people were. There was 12, 13 with Jesus. Uh, they're all, they at the time, all of God's chosen religion. Uh, <laughs> they the probably split up the bill. I'm just saying they, <laughs> one person did just jump up and take it. I'm sure they split the bill. 
I'm just kidding. I mean, realistically, Jesus was schizophrenic, and he was by himself with his 12 different, like, personalities or whatever. And, uh, yeah. Sorry, history majors, like, <laughs> question all that shit. <laughs> that's, that's fact. All of that that we're talking about is complete fact. Yeah. It's scripture, even. <laughs> hey. I've always said my favorite class was science class, especially the Old Testament. <laughs> Is this what we're doing tonight or what? Yeah. Well, it's I a mean, Friday. change of from Corona fucking everything. Oh, Jesus. Are you, have you got fatigue too? Is I it... mean, yeah. And like to a degree, it's, it's like I go to work every day, right? So there's a, uh, there's a measure of like paranoia leaving the fucking house. And then bring that shit home, yeah. right? Especially so when like, you're a young child, right? Well, right. Yeah. So there's there's certainly like uh, uh, advanced food safety handling practices apply, right? Like <laughs> wash your fucking hands. It's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily you that's the problem. It's some other schmuck who's not no, doing it. No, you're you're right about that, and I feel like that's that. I, I've been sort of wondering. Yeah. Good pod is someone yelling in the background. Good pod. <laughs> Shut up. That was a terrible point, she says. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear that. Um, but no, I have been a little bit curious about what kind of uh what kind of atmosphere is out there for people who actually have to go out into the workplace still, uh essential workers and all. Because, uh, yeah, I, I mean I just go out for runs and even there everybody's like completely Moving, moving aside and everybody's hyper aware of how close they are to everyone so i can just imagine what it's like in the workplace when you're trying to accomplish work right yeah yeah like it's um like we <laughs> we basically laid off the entirety of the staff right we're down to um uh, all salaried positions like jess is on that leave so it doesn't really apply for her but uh, it's like myself, the sales guy, the owner, and the brewer, and that's pretty well it. And and that was like we had a staff of what fifteen front of house, five kitchen. I, I had twelve staff. Yeah, so like we had probably just shy of twenty five people working there, and now we're down to what four, five, maybe. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So like you, it, it's substantial when you're going to work. And uh, I mean, you're you're dealing with the same people all the time, but also uh, everybody who walks through the door, um, also, like you have you have uh, two extremes, right? You have people that obviously don't think it's real and don't give a flying fuck, and they're like wandering around and over your shoulder, and you're like, "Do get the fuck out of here," or you have the person that like opens the door and gives you their order from the doorway. <laughs> and then, like, uh, can I pay with tap? You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do whatever. Yeah, okay. We'll pay it out to the car or whatever the hell you want, right? But, um, yeah, I, we should have started a timer at the start of this shit to see how long it was going to take until we started talking about this yeah. shit. Sorry. <laughs> First thing. Let's don't. Well, it's like, what else is there to talk about, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's what's going on in the entire world right now. <laughs> Jess says babies. Oh, babies. I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the other tidbit, uh, like I listened to your shit uh, last week, and there were a couple times that I wanted to like chime in and bark at you guys, but unfortunately I wasn't on. Um, what facts did we get wrong? No, like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily you're getting facts wrong, but like 
like you're talking about how you know if everybody goes on lockdown and, and like shit can go back to normal and and the reality is like this is a new fucking normal yep right and like from a business standpoint you have people that are like uh obviously hurting like like we're in the position where we laid off the majority of the staff there are other people that have completely closed their business uh restaurants canada shared a bunch of shit like uh for last month and they're talking about one in ten restaurants are going to close permanently already and then they're looking at another probably 30 percent if this proceeds for another two months but there's like fucking eight hundred thousand restaurant employees applied for ei yeah right so there's so things it's there. me I mean, keep on, keep on. fuck up right? <laughs> every, every episode is just jay rambling on right so this is my turn <laughs> you understand so, my job is i just speak if people listen to me yeah yeah but now now it's my turn i'm here so i'm gonna fucking not stop talking <laughs> But you wanted this. I, yeah, you guys asked me to be here. That's right. <laughs> the old Jewish guy just. So like, I was I was chatting with Jess about this earlier that it's like you got what SNC Lavalin gets a fucking lovely bailout and all that shit and they're like basically work around them and they what employ nine thousand people in Canada, hmm. GM maybe five thousand. Like what the fuck are they going to do for the restaurant industry that employs over a million people and as of next month. Shit's going to hit the fan because it's not this month that's the problem, right? If you have enough floating capital to kind of get by, mm -hmm. you're, you're okay in theory, but you're not going to make up the 70 fucking percent in sales that you're losing by closing your dining room yeah. in fucking takeout, let alone using skip the dishes where they take 25% or Uber Eats that take 30%. Yeah. Like take your fucking pick. You're not going to make that shit up. So what's well, the alternative? With what margins already, and you're already it's, cutting exactly. it how much way. You're, you're looking at margins for a restaurant that are like below ten percent, and that's like a successful restaurant has a margin that is below ten percent. Would your margins technically be lower with a much lower uh, staff now, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, but you're still paying rent, you're still paying insurance, you're still no, paying please, gas, all the other shit. So right? I, 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 two things about that. So. Uh, I, I got another suggestion uh, from somebody. Uh, somebody had a question or something they want to talk about uh, from Robin Monjon. I'm not sure if that's uh, one of uh, Corey's uh, yeah, buddies. Yeah, I know Rob. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, did, he did want to know, and I think this, like, if you just keep it to the food industry, but we can talk about industry uh, overall afterwards, but, like, how do you adapt to that? How does, let's say, the food industry adapt to, to, to this, not just right now, but post-COVID world. Like, will there be a shift on that change? And you know, and are people going to be, you know, like, are you? Is it going to be more fast food, or or is, will it be a bump when when this gets back normal or, or more normal? Will it be a bump? And like, yes, there'll be restaurants closing, but do okay. we now have a bunch of restaurants opening up to fill that void? So, look at it this way: immediately, like, if if fucking tomorrow for whatever reason they're going to lift all these bans, right? And you're not back to normal. No one's been working or a significant portion of the people haven't been working. So what disposable income do people have? Yeah. Right. Right. So like, especially for a restaurant, like you're not going to go out and indulge yeah. when you're, you're strapped for cash. Like that's just one of the first things that you're going to say, fuck it. Right? How long is that, that lag going to be? You know, like let's well, say that's two months. <clears throat> let's say two, let's say three months or hell seven months, seven months after that. Do you think there'll be a shift to to less of that or do you think that like or will there be a bit of a, a pickup again 
honestly, I don't think that uh, the restaurant industry will ever be the same. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I feel as though um, there's going to be a significant amount of businesses that are going to go under. Um, there are some issues that have come to light, like uh, insurance companies basically saying, fuck you, and we're not covering you for your losses. And that's kind of like, why are you paying for insurance then? Right. And then they're turning around and doing the, uh, well, it's a government imposed lockdown. It's not technically an act of God uh, and all the other shit. So it's like loophole, whatever, find your little weasel way out of it. So there are businesses that are going to be hurting and not just restaurants. Right. I'm speaking from that uh, standpoint only, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, like you're going to have people change their model and and, um, like a lot of restaurants that didn't have a takeout option, obviously, are still open and are trying to to make ends meet with takeout. And then there's the third party system that, like you know, Uber Eats, DoorDash, uh, yeah, Chow Now, Skip the Dishes, whatever. Take your pick. They all take a percentage, right? So your margin being what it is already, like you have to completely revamp your business. Mm. And you may see something like there's a bit of a rise in uh, ghost kitchens which is kind of a shitty name for it, but whatever, uh, where they don't actually have like a dining room and their sole purpose is pumping out food for delivery. Right. So like you just work your pricing into include the, the whatever margin that they're taking and then your labor costs would plummet because you'd have what, two, three, maybe, or if you're good, one. (laughs) (laughs) So I see what's in your future. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> we're fortunate enough, like, at Stack, we're able to sell beer, right? So we, we've got a bit of an angle, and, like, granted, the government recently changed the laws to allow for, like, alcohol delivery through a restaurant, but... Can I stop you on that one for one second? Because I yeah, think yeah. the craft brewers are definitely gonna going to take... A better uh, well, some somebody like uh, like Stack is gonna is definitely gonna fare better in those situations because who's ordering a meal from East Sides and ordering a Canadian on the side, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, so for six bucks, yeah. And these places, I'm sure a significant portion of their their revenue was alcohol sales. So oh, yeah. like, why would you why would you order uh, like I said a, a Canadian from there when you you could just have a case delivered to your house and you could take it out of the fridge if that's what you choose to buy? Whereas yeah, like, you just need to buy food, right? Exactly, that's the stipulation. Yeah. So like we were talking about this as like you can sell a small fry in a fifty liter fucking keg. Like, what's stopping you? That's true. Right? Yeah. So. I mean, it'd be hilarious to see a third-party delivery driver show up, <laughs> pick up the little small fry, and be like, here's your 50-liter keg. Go deliver it. Bye. <laughs> right? <That's smart. laughs> like, I'm going to piss myself laughing the whole time. But, um, like, that, that is going to pass, apparently. Like, well, the law is passed, obviously. But, um, like, third-party delivery specifically through Skip, because that's who we're dealing with. They're talking about, like, in the next week or two, they'll be able to do that. Um and obviously that is a, a kind of game changing for us because as you mentioned, right, you're talking about um, you go to Eastside Mario's or, or wherever, like pick a restaurant. They're buying that beer or whatever bottle of wine from someone else mm-hmm. and then they have to mark it up and then sell it, whereas we're producing it. So our cost on it on resale is much lower than, you know, like 
you can have a restaurant that is selling the same product and it will be at an inflated price because they purchase it from us. So there's like a very fine line that we're going to have to walk because obviously you're not going to want to piss off all the restaurants in town that are also trying to sell your product. But at the same time, like we're a business and we got to make ends meet too, right? Walk in for three dollars and then. So thank you, Jess. Jess chimes in <laughs> in the background. That's with, good. This is perfect. With the the tidbit that like I've been saying to she our. She totally wants to sit in right next to you. Oh, right yeah. she's well, more than welcome to. The last time we did this shit, and I was saying Jess is going to come, and then it, well, you guys were joking about how she doesn't exist, and now I'm fucking married and kid, right? Um, I, I don't remember yeah. this wedding. Yeah, yeah you, you were drunk. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, like you have um, like uh, somebody purchasing the item. If they come into the 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 brew house, they can buy a tall boy for what three bucks, right? So what? I, you're going to turn around and charge it because it's being delivered for seven bucks yeah. because another restaurant's doing that? Like you can't do that either, right? No. So like we got to walk that line a little bit, and unfortunately, uh, given the circumstances right now, it's kind of doggy dog, right? Yeah, you yeah. do what you got to do, and uh, that's it. But do you think that like just get getting to jay's point do you think that the obviously the market's going to change in the end of all this like there's no going back to what it was before right and that's for many industries but especially i think the the restaurant industry is going to be different because it's not it's not just the economics uh part the economic part of it but also just the nature of the like the health the public health nature of the 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 issue right now right like the fact that are how are you going to get if this goes on for 18 months where we're social distancing and staying home how are you going to get people to go out and be close to other people again right you, you, there's going to be a non-insignificant portion of the population that you're gonna have it's going to take them a long time before they readjust mm. to get getting out in public and being in crowds again yeah, for sure. Like you're gonna, we're gonna be dealing with this for a long time, and it's not just the actual virus, but it's the uh, economic downfall of uh, of what's taking place right now. So you're gonna have restaurants basically getting their asses kicked for the next, well, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And realistically, you're talking about like the health measures and stuff, like. I'm of the mindset that I would rather go and get takeout from a restaurant or or uh, whatever, skip the dishes, take your pick, right? Because you're buying it from somebody who has their, say, food handling ticket. They are um, inspected by the health unit, all that shit. And you're not going out in a public space where, you know, okay, granted, they're limiting it to uh, 50 people, right, if you go to the grocery store. But you don't know what happened prior to you showing up or who touched what or sneezed on this or whatever. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> Well, this like, is why you're getting all this stuff about wash like uh this is how you properly disinfect your your groceries when you bring them home, which, yeah. you know, to to me seems a little bit a little bit crazy, but I understand where the impulse comes from, right? Because those types of things where you say like Listen, you're you could have exposure just from from these uh, from from going to the grocery store and grabbing your food, right? I, I don't know. You could drive yourself nuts. Like, can I chime in with like? No. I go to the fucking <laughs> no, store. No. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, it's like just that. Uh, Cut me off. We'll keep yeah. going. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh. You go to the store and you see people and it's like they're taking these measures like wearing gloves and masks and all this shit. And you're like, cool, good for you, right? Like you're, you're being proactive and doing your thing. But then there's no concept of cross-contamination whatsoever. Mm. So they have the same pair of fucking gloves on. They touch their cart. They touch all this shit, touch the pin pad to pay stuff, take their mask off, answer their phone, whatever the hell the case may be. And it's like, why are you even fucking wearing gloves? Yeah, yeah. You're better off to wash your hands more frequently. Right? Well, and, and wearing gloves doesn't replace washing your hands. No. Like anybody in the restaurant industry or, or if you spoke to the health unit, I'm sure doctors can chime in on this shit too. Like you wash your hands, you put gloves on, you do whatever the fuck that task is. And then you remove the gloves, you wash your hands, put on a new set of gloves and rinse and repeat, right? Like that's, that's the whole concept. But people are, are I, I guess, not uh, educated on that. Not uh, everyone has their advanced food safety training. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. Hear? I heard yeah. that. I heard that. No, but yeah. I, I think there's also an element of like uh, psychology and trauma that's going on right now. Just like the people that I see – like if you if you see people wearing gloves and and wearing face masks, well, the face mask thing recently they revised those recommendations, but up to now that that hasn't been part of what's been recommended by uh, our public health officials, right? So I think that that's been more about giving people their own level of comfort with going out and touch but the the gloves point is a good one, meaning like you think you're protected, but you're you're actually putting yourself more at risk through well, cross-contamination, right? It's not, like, at this point, it's not even about you, mm. right? Like, anybody who has the attitude that is like, oh, I'm young, yeah, I'm, about yeah, I'm not smoking, about right? But, like, you go and you touch a bunch of shit or you go visit your grandparents and then, like, then what? Yeah. Right? Like, and it's that mindset mm-hmm. that's going to fuck this up and drag it out. Well, it's going to be, like, we talked about this, I, I think, a couple of weeks ago when we were, we were originally talking about, like, apparently, I, I don't know, like, I read um, a Globe Mail article by uh, Andrew Coyne. He was saying that it looks like the social distancing that Canada's doing is working. Like, we're under what was projected at this time, as far as yeah. numbers go. But the thing is, is that it's still going to go up and if if we're successful in in social distancing it's going to prolong this the idea is to prolong this yeah right you don't overwhelm the uh the hospitals and all the other shit like that's the whole concept yeah exactly exactly so i i I don't know like it's it seems like because I keep seeing stuff on social media about like people, hey, st- like stay the fuck home. I want to have my summer. Like <laughs> this isn't going back to normal by summer, you know. Like regardless, even if you stay home, it's not going back to normal by summer. And I think everybody's slowly but surely coming to terms with this. And what I'm afraid of is that we're going to hit a point where people have this like social distancing fatigue. And they start to slack or, or push against the, the rules of it. And what's going to happen is, you, like, the it's what would probably happen is that there's there'll be an uptick in numbers. And then the the lockdowns come. 
right? Yeah. Where it's now you're not allowed to leave your house without special permission. Like the shit they were seeing in Italy, right? Mm. With the screaming drone. <laughs> Did you see the video of the mayors just cussing out their fucking like citizens? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I know. People playing on, on drones chasing people. It's amazing. So drone videos. All right. <laughs> Google. I'm doing that later. Yeah. Apparently, California has a, sn- a snitch line for. Oh, uh, we have one. You three won't want yeah. that shit, and you call it in. Yeah. Call it in. Why it's there, but that that's kind of eerie, right? Is it not like a little a little scary to think that we've got lines to rat on our neighbors? And if you don't like your neighbor, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> Call him so, in. Like more, like kind of more about that kind of that this topic, but like not just uh, food industry, but like, do we see other industries changing? Like you know, uh, you know, like think about you know government budget, uh, the Ontario Public Service, or or you know, we talked about teaching before how you know originally there was a big back uh, you know backlash against uh, online learning. This might somewhat give it a bit of uh, momentum, uh, but you know, do we see other stuff like you know? Think about the you know Ministry of Natural Resources. Are they going to be? You know, they have to go in the field, a handful of them, go do water sampling. Like, are they going to change how they do stuff? Is it going to be more solo stuff? Uh, people who do different type of assessments are they just going to be doing it from home and just doing the ones who do the research and and get the data and do whatever? backlash from that because like i'll tell you right now it would be a hell of a lot harder to uh argue the point to have a couple extra research or biologists with the moe uh on payroll when you don't even have a building somewhere yeah. if they're all working from wherever well how about travel right like yeah. how the hell are you going to board a plane and be in a confined area and still maintain your social distancing and all the other shit like it's a <laughs> shame that gas is the price that it is <laughs> Right? And it's like, let's go on a road trip. But I'm like, no. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, yeah, well, fuel is worth, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, yeah, and I know that that's the not price. the only reason why why it's, uh, why it's it is where it is. Like, obviously, there's other Saudi geopolitical Russia, stuff there. The Russia, yeah. 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 Reinvent ourselves out of this, but it's not without a lot of pain, though. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I think there'll definitely be some innovating, and there'll they'll definitely be... I mean... It, you talk about other things that that have happened where like the world sort of turns on a dime right um i i don't know uh, what other kind of what what other large scale events have happened to the point where it's like oh yeah you know we used to do this pre covid right and now we do this and they, well I, I think like you know if you look at yeah. like just like big significant events that have changed kind of like how things have happened like you can look at you know, Chernobyl and then uh, Fukushima, you know, like those things happen. And now the first time, essentially, there was a huge moratorium on new uh, nuclear power plants. When it happened in Japan, it was like, all right, we're going to start shifting completely away, which you can argue cleaner energy would have pumped out a lot more, been a hell of a lot better for a bunch of things. How do you get Godzilla, man? It's like, you know, Nick said, who's going to want to get on a plane? How, how can that industry even survive because exactly. no one's going to want to get on a plane for a while. So, like, the only way that industry can survive, if really, if it's national, nationalized, like, literally, the government has to take that over and have, guess what, Air Canada being part of the government can again, because who else would run a, a service that's going to be in, in the red the whole time? Yeah, Canada already owns Bombardier, don't they? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Quebec, uh, 
the government of Quebec's investment fund owns like 35%, and now the other portion is owned by Airbus and... Yeah, Air Canada shouldn't be in, in business. They've been bought out or paid out. Money into virtual reality. <laughs> That's where we're going to be watching sports in the near future. So the Matrix. I'm like, all right. So so Tell Jess me. chimed in. You, I don't know. You guys obviously ignored her and like you're probably ignoring her than I am. So congratulations. Um, but you're talking about events that have changed how we go about our lives. Yeah. And you can ask anybody in our age group, right? Where the hell were you when 9-11 happened, right? So now, do you remember traveling to 9-11? Because I don't remember ever having my fucking shoes searched yeah. until wow. that shit happened, right? It's like right there. trying to light his shoe on fire or whatever. Um, but, you know, uh, security screenings and, and air travel, really. Yeah, I, always, I always hate the take off your belt. Can you take your belt off? It's like, really? Of old things? I I had that happen, and uh, I remember walking through the metal detector, and I didn't take my belt off, and the person was like, it's a metal detector. It's going to go off, and to the belt, it's going to keep my fucking pants on. <laughs> like, uh, that was probably around the time I got detained in Australia, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, yeah, no... People are sort of dry, drawing parallels to 9/11 on this yeah. front, but I, I ultimately I it's think it's an inside job. Government, <laughs> the that's why people, they released it. They want everybody to get vaccines, right? Oh, so them and gay I bombs making the frogs gay. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's that. I mean, we we talked a little bit about the the conspiracy. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of discussion going around about and, and there should be a lot of discussion on where accountability lies for lack of preparedness and all that kind of stuff will come but i think people have taken those those kind of initial talks and turned them into like Woo, somebody was planning this all along right so i'm gonna chime in with the um the amount of people that comment as far as like oh well businesses should have a rainy day fund and you're like yes rainy day yeah right like, what the fuck are we talking about? You know, mom and pa little, like, uh, corner store is not going to have a biblical fucking plague in their business plan. Yeah. Like, that's just not happening. So, like, a lot of people are going to be uh, in need of help. Whether, like, I don't think loans are the, the answer because everyone's already in the hole and you're just like, oh, dig your way out. Like, You think they'd pardon? bail out Main Street instead of uh, Wall Street this time? Oh, fuck. Yeah, well, I, I don't know, man. Because, like, even the wage subsidy, well, that's great, but everyone got fucking laid off. There's no work for these people. Yeah. So if you're going to rehire them, to do what? Yeah. Like, you don't have the fucking work. It's like, you know, I'm doing the work in the kitchen by myself where we have a staff of, like, four other people. Like, I can't rehire them. and then By that, though, I think it's like... I. I think we can be honest. The government's kind of grasping a straw, saying, like, let's just throw some things out there and hopefully, you know, like, I think they're just trying to limit the bleeding a bit. Like, hopefully something will stick. Like, yeah. unless, uh, unlike the Americans, where it's like, peace. You know, like, well, figure it out. Let's, uh, so, let's not even talk about the states right yeah, now. Exactly. That's like, holy fuck, man. Well, like, just, try to unwrap that. Good luck. But Spain rolled just, out a universal uh, income, right? I think that well, comes no, they out wanted of this. To, but that's been... I, no, that, Spain I, have done it. 
Unless I'm full shit. Heard. I can Google this right now and find out. But nevertheless. We don't Google anything. <laughs> Just, I think most I think most countries who can afford it. Most countries that can that that can do it, uh this this happens because of this. That uh everybody gets a universal basic income. Because you're you're not only gonna see an and I don't know, like I think you're you're going to see a lot of the economic problems and everything. Like those types of organizations are going to go under as well, and there won't be enough. Uh, there there won't be enough to go around to sort of bail out. Of saying like, listen, you lost your job. The like the government just provides this this floor for everybody, only from a public health perspective, but also from just an economy problem is is the third world the developing world um some of the that heavily rely on that and are also not swimming in money right yeah uh i think those parts like we we talk about the consequences to the western economy it'll be insane but the people that are already kind of grasping at straws like what does the world look like after during Mm -hmm. and after this for them right Mm -hmm the same medical practices that we would have either in like these uh developing or or not developed countries if you will canada's numbers that i i'm pretty naive as far as what's going on elsewhere i know italy's a hot spot spain had their issues and the u.s is a fucking shit show but uh you know apart from that uh, they don't but they don't know if it's either a because testing hasn't been to the same level that is it that the warmer weather <laughs> or is it that the warm warmer weather is actually playing a factor like they were kind of hoping it would? So, like, is it that fact that Argentina, Venezuela, Brazil don't have the high numbers? Hit us off the radar. North Korea has the best numbers, right? <laughs> Did you see that meme? Bro, zero. That's like you got corona, poof, done. Zero, <laughs> right? Did you see like, that meme? Process. Where no. it was like the number. It, it was like number of uh, uh, COVID patients in North Korea, eight forty five. One. <laughs> well, there was also the one in Finland. Accurate, they showed all the. Right? <laughs> they showed all the countries like new cases in the day. It's like you know four hundred, three hundred, and Finland showed negative one. <laughs> then yeah. it had the the Undertaker and whatever. It's like, <laughs> oh god, you gotta laugh. Like it, it's it's brutal, but we we sort of still. There, there's nothing. <laughs> like, and, that's half Mad the Max. that's half the the disempowering uh, aspect of this whole situation is the fact that the best thing you can do like binge Stay watch the Netflix is yeah. home. Stay the blaze is home. You saw that shit, right? No. The Newfie new premiere? No, come on. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia no. premiere? So there's an awesome song, much like the Trudeau one that's going around. <laughs> uh, that's good. Alright, so at this point in the podcast, you're probably realizing that the audio in the video gets uh, pretty sketchy. So uh, we decided to do a hard edit here. Uh, We did lose a lot of the beer talk that we often indulge in in these podcasts, uh, unfortunately. Uh, But just want to take this opportunity to give a shout out to our local breweries, Full Beer Brewing and Compass Brewing for providing us with uh, some real good beer throughout uh, this quarantine and uh, making sure that we stay well hydrated. Uh, Special shout out to Stack Brewing in Sudbury who are also still offering um, their their beer throughout this entire 
uh, quarantine process. You can order their stuff online. So uh, thanks so much for sticking with us in this uh, frustrating part, and I hope you enjoy the second half of the podcast. Cheers. And that's like kind of the, the beauty of beer, right? And it's like the same thing for wine or coffee if you're that like fucking snobbish. Like you can have different. <laughs> but beer, anybody who's this into beer is not yeah. a snob, though. No, no, no. 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 They're, they're they like, just have a good palate. That's yeah, that's yeah. Right. They got shit right. together, right? <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, come on. I always. I hate going to a goddamn like pickup game. And you hear, like, you're like, oh, what type of beer do you got? Oh, I got, you know, I got a six-pack from the craft brewer, you know, and you just pick up whatever. Then you hear the guy in the corner is like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just into beer, you know, like, I just want beer, real beer. And they oh, pull over like, the shittiest, the shittiest fucking bush light or something. And you're like, fuck off. Like, don't tell me you know beer because you fucking can drink bush lights. Like, <laughs> drives me fucking nuts. Okay, uh-huh. I want a name. I want a name. Because you're telling this story and you're right fired up, but I feel like it's somebody we know. Oh, no, I, no, no, I've seen this <laughs> fucking dozens of times. Every men's league team, every men's league, like, tournament, it always happens. Always happens. It drives me bananas. I can't, I can't even name a name. I can picture You can't one name names? No, it's not that. It's, it's <laughs> hush, hush. I can't think of a name. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly what you're, what you mean, though. As far as, like, anybody who's, who, who, who just doesn't doesn't buy into the idea that there can be something other than yeah. a really carbonated like Bud Light, <laughs> like that's beer. Rice, man, come on, it's not even beer. If, if like, you drink that stuff too, like I just realized, uh, like John and I were talking about, we might have talked about it on the podcast. We someone dropped off some beer for us, and they dropped off some Mill Street Organic, which is Labatt, I believe now. And uh, they dropped off some Bud Lights and something else. And, like, so we had nothing else to drink but those. So we're just, you know, crushing those. We had, like, five or six each. And you were nowhere near feeling it like you do with two good craft beers. Like, it is just water. It sucks. Yeah. Thanksgiving tradition for the last several years has been, like, rolling into the cottage and bringing, like, a keg from Ontario or Stack or whoever the fuck it is. And uh, without fail, the other family that rolls in with us always shows up with a shitload of Bud Light. And you know what's left? And my dad always is the guy who's like, what the fuck am I going to do with all this Bud Light? Yeah. Every fucking year, man. Everyone's on the keg and like, oh, this is really good. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do the same no thing shit. next year. Like, don't worry about this shitty Bud Light that no one wants. Yeah. To yes. Right? yes. And, 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 there's always, like, there's always three, four people who just are absolutely like it, it, it's like they they've sort of developed some kind of uh, affinity for that beer like to them that's what beer tastes like it's and, beer sure sure you know <laughs> it's it, it, i mean like like anything else you can learn to love something right yeah so it's like it, that's if that's the thing that that, that just sort of they enjoy drinking and they never really bothered to diversify that, that sort of palate of theirs. And, you know, it's the same type of person that, you know, ham and cheese sandwich or some kind of like gourmet dish is the same thing. Yeah. to them, right? I got a, be- I got not- a better example, Corey, is that, you know, no matter what, no matter what you look at, there's always going to be just high produced lesbian porn. It's always there. 
you know, but, you know, sometimes you want to try something different. You might go into some of the other categories, but you know, it's what other categories do you look at anything else? Why would I look at furries? Why would I look at whatever else? Like I know lesbian porn's there. Jay, Jay, uh, Jay's the one who looks at the the um, bracket step bracket mom. Oh. Uh. You want me to stop the recording for a sec? No. <laughs> Too funny. This is funny. You got you can't cut this stuff. This is the no. Funny that's stuff. that's a good point. Uh, I got to get myself another beer so uh, you guys uh, chit chat. Bit. Yeah, I'll chit chat for a bit while we. Let's talk. Oh, you want to get me one too? Sure. <laughs> uh, but no. Oh, baby's there hanging out. How's he doing? Is he a little uh, tired? Well, he hasn't napped at all, so he's being uh, a little. Um... Dad was on baby duty today, so he didn't sleep properly. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just uh, well, I put. I say, like Jess can sit in, and I'll deal with the boy. No, you guys can talk to without me. Yeah, we're almost done. <laughs> without her. <laughs> I, uh, I just do I do the carrier now, and I just put him in a carrier, and uh, within 10 minutes, he's out cold. So I just when I just don't want to deal with it, throw him in a carrier, walk around, he's out in 10 minutes every time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a bitch, and I'll carry him. Ah, fuck that. No, I need <laughs> to drink. I put, like, a cloth over his head and just start eating, like, cereal over his head, like, crack <laughs> it. Parenting hacks with Nick and Jay. Jess has done that. But yeah. I'm not saying that I've changed his diaper and found brand flakes in his diaper, but that's kind of happened. So, fun fact. Um, our child is a fucking moth. <laughs> like, you turn a lamp on and the dude's like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get into it, right? So, like, never mind the mobile on the crib. It's going to be, like, lamp on, put him down, yeah. leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a beer or two. No, it's funny how you find those like little things that they're... It's funny how you find those little things that they're just super attracted to, right? Like, it's... Uh, well, I, I, yeah. With, with Turner, it's literally, like, the lamp or, or like, boobs. If I'm carrying <laughs> him and I walk by Jess, like, he does the... Right? I'm like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, you're hungry. We get it. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he's learning already uh no it's it's interesting we were talking about this like um i i'm sort of wondering how it how it's like for people with with little kids during this this time oh, and i feel like if you have a little baby it's really not that different to be sort of caged into your house there but leave the house though was that? jess was saying it's it's so much more scary to yeah. leave the house yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that, and I think there, a there, that's probably a, a little bit of a big like, a, or a little bit of a difference. Where where I was sort of finding that I, I can imagine it being more difficult is for people who have like we have older kids, and our kids are like they sort of can understand a little bit why we got to stay in the house and why we. You know, we can do other things and stay occupied with them and include them in this stuff. But people who have kids that are somewhere between like one and th- one and two and a half, one and three, where the kids don't really understand, they can't really participate, but they're they move all over the place all the time. Like yeah. that's got to be a tough age right now. 
because you're just consistently on them, on them, get keeping them out of shit, right? Trying yeah. to work from home while your kids like and you, you don't have any attention to give to them. It's it, it's got to be a it's good. Well, I mean, it's I'm sure it's tough all around, but uh, that to me got to be insane right now. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good uh, pod. Uh, that was good. I, I don't know. Like, you know, you're dealing with the, the, the kiddo. Like, yeah, he's uh, he's relatively low maintenance most of the time. <laughs> oh, I'm at work. <laughs> he's like, for me. Yeah, yeah, no. It's like, been great. No, the deal, the the deal was, the deal was I got nighttime duty, right? Mm. Like, if he gets up, I'll, I'll get up. That's fine. And, like... For the first bit, it was a pain in the ass, and I was a zombie at work and all that shit. I was still breastfeeding him, though. Yeah, you're still up every two hours, no matter what, at this point. But then one day, he ate a bunch, and you put him down, and then he woke up, and it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. I was like, holy fuck. That's a good day. That's a good day. (laughs) And it's been pretty... It's been pretty well, like... Every fucking night now, he's he's sleeping through the night. So I'm like, I'm dad duty at night. I'm like, yeah, this is, I, I don't have the boobs that the boy wants. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, it's uh, it, definitely that, it, the day where he starts to, to sleep through that night. To me, that, that's like a golden one right there where you can start to actually get your rest. Man, that that was a good day. Yeah. So so Jess is like laughing in the corner, right? Because we're here talking about this, like yeah, as dudes, we can just go to bed and, and wake up in the morning, and that's great. But the ladies still have to get up to pump. Right? <laughs> Otherwise, oh, what, these women just gatekeeping. Hey, nobody Who's, said oh, father. Nobody said fatherhood was easy. Not like motherhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I love that line from The Simpsons where he's trying to tell, where he, he's telling Cresty there about how it's great to be a father. And he's like, it's it's so easy. Not like being, it, it's so, it's, it's so difficult. Not like being a mother. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm totally kidding. Mo- mom's work, uh, yeah. They're, they don't just work hard. Uh, it is hard on them in always. Yes. And it continues to be hard on them. But it's the best <laughs> job ever. So I'm told. Yeah. Jess says thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm, I'm going to say bullpen catcher might be the best job in the world. Or, or just a bullpen manager. Backup just like that would be the best job. Back of goalie, you sit on the fucking bench, you open the door, maybe, you get autographs, you hang out, have beers, like what? I think about both. And then if you go into net, it, like there's zero expectations. You're either getting fucking lit up, and you go know. in, if you let in eight, who gives a fuck? Errors really uh, Or air, Yeah, errors, errors set the bar too fucking high now. <laughs> but just think about, think about the guy, you know, in the bullpen, you know, like, you know, picking up the phone to, to know, like, to tell the the uh the pitcher to start warming up you're like hey, steve they want you to warm up and you hang the phone back up and you sit back down <laughs> best job yeah but you have Single to have a clipboard because if you have a clipboard it looks legit 
Yeah. Right? But still, you get up, you yeah. answer it. Oh, like I had a clipboard, like on the phone, whatever. And yeah. great yeah. job. Like, hey, <laughs> get your shit together. Get get in there. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's probably pretty cushy. I feel like like backup goalies. That that's got to be pretty close to being the same thing as the bullpen manager, though. Like, as far as the amount of activity that you yeah. get in any given you, game. If I got a phone call tomorrow, I, I'd do it. Corona, think, I'd do it. <laughs> I'd be the worst I, bullpen catcher in the world. You know, like, they're like, all right, and we need the lefty to warm up. And you just catch a couple. You're like, I would be like, you're good. You're good. That's, you know what? You don't want to throw it out. <laughs> you don't want to throw it too much. Don't want to waste any pitches. Oh, God. <laughs> And, uh, that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've, I don't know what other easy jobs there are though. Like, like, I really do think those might be the two like golden jobs. Oh yeah. Well, as far as sports are concerned, absolutely. Like, I, I don't think of any, what you're going to be the kicker and then you're going to end up like this, the plot of an Ace Ventura movie. Right, if shit's bad, some, like, some cookers still get cranked. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a huge two hundred fifty pound you know linebacker or three hundred pound linebacker, you might still get cranked. So it's not the you know MLB all. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I get. I yeah. I'm trying to and think like, you know, like who's got who's got like the easiest jobs in any organization, and all I can think of right now is the guy who just dances in the mighty, mighty Boston's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a hype man in a band or like, uh, uh. <laughs> but that guy's burning calories way more That's than true. Way, you know, way the, more guy. the guy, the guy in the bullpen who goes like, hey, and that's the only thing too. But like, you know, a backup catcher, a backup uh, goalie is that if that team's on fire still, and they're still just firing shots in, you might still be getting lit up, and it might like yeah. There's no pressure on you, but still sucks. Yeah, it still sucks, and like oh, yeah. and those games get on hand. You get those games that are like eight eight to one. That's when shit goes down, and people start just throwing haymakers. So like, you might be like, well, guess what, Nick, you're fighting because you're the backup. you meet that one what, crazy goalie. Backup goalie getting paid. Right, even yeah. if it's league fucking minimum, yeah. I'll do that full time and then like wipe my tears with money. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, fuck. Well, I mean, if you you'll get CTE from blocker shots from Patrick Roy, <laughs> so that that might be a a bad a bad deal. I don't know. I don't know how much the league minimum is. So yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, what was it? Uh, Vernon Vernon fought Roy? No, Osgood. Osgood, Osgood. and Vernon, both of them. Both of them. Because Oscar's tilt with with Roy was a good one. They were both solid. They were both like solid. Yeah, Yeah, those games, um, those are classics right there. I thought it was his wife. That one I heard. Zig. This is, uh, I, I got a feeling we're we're gonna be like clipping some parts of this podcast, just like hey, what Z- just singers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. I can leave and go get the boy, and then Jess can sit in, and you guys can do it. Yeah, we would love to talk to her. 
Well, there you go. Just duck sounds the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. We had our wives on a couple weeks ago. The wives of beer and bullshit. There's like a reality TV show waiting. Well, they're supposed to start their own <laughs> podcast. Oh, really? It talks about or, how or shitty our special. podcast is. Yeah. I've been uh, sitting in this house with a newborn baby for the last three and a half months. I have nothing interesting to talk about except my baby's movements. Did you hear it? We could do a mothering podcast, like a um, uh, parenting Nappy podcast, I guess. Nappy hour? Sure. That's a Appy, nice. Appies and nappies will get recipes and shit, right? <laughs> hey, I need to figure out how to get some of your food to me in Timmins because um, whatever you're posting online right now looks just fucking delicious. Like everything you post there, it's unreal. I, I There's mean, no way I can do that. Can happen? No, not really. You're not you're not interested in starting some of these. Uh, I know uh, I I was like semi kidding when I said uh, you should you should send out these like good food slash Hello Fresh type boxes. I, I literally like I feel like that's a liability nightmare and like the having to pack it up and then ship it and then who the fuck knows like pure later loses it or leaves it out for like six hours just on the fucking counter like no. <laughs> I promise you well, I will not sue. We'll do we'll get like whatever the hamburg for ourselves and the ground pork for ourselves. You just tell us how much we have to mix together and you send us the spices and you just tell us exactly what how to cook it. We'll, we'll do a yeah. podcast. We'll do a podcast of it. And and purchase a um what uh polyscience immersion circulator. Uh probably run you a, a couple grand. And then you, <laughs> you can uh, make burgers like like I do, uh, and then you you spend like over twenty grand to get the uh, Southern Pride smoker, and then you can smoke me like I do, and I can show you how to do you're shit. Just... Gee, you're frozen. Oh, there or it is. You locked at home and smoke me like I do. Hey. Ha ha ha. We need to do a podcast with Jess now. <laughs> yeah, fuck that me. That was good. Like, get the hell out of here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I was, I was, ho- I was going to say something, but like, Nip has been smoking meat for years. Say it again. Oh, I was just going to say, like, that from the last fucking podcast, you guys were talking shit about how Jess is a figment of my imagination, <laughs> not a real person. Well, I'm convinced now, Nick. Yeah. Uh, consider me convinced. She she's a real person. You were at the wedding for fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a hologram. All right. Just saying. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good wedding back in the day when we used to be able to go to weddings. Yeah, we could even hug people. Yeah. See, there's something I wonder what's gonna happen now. Like, what's wedding season gonna look like? Oh, dude, summer? we've. Okay, we've already had cancellations because we had bookings like every fucking weekend in August. We were booked for a wedding. We had uh, a bunch of caterings. Like we have Christmas parties booked already. Like I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen here. Yeah. Because how the hell are you gonna have a Christmas party or <laughs> a wedding or whatever the hell the case may be, where your what limit is five people? <laughs> yeah, that's that's so, not happening. Like. Uh, good luck. 
I don't know. I, I don't know where where this goes, uh, especially something like that, like the summer, right? Like the, the summer is usually uh, festivals. You're seeing festivals getting canceled right and left. You're just seeing marathons. Yes, <laughs> no, races. No, no. The fire Festival 2.0. Still on. It's on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Uh, <laughs> is it really, though? Like, are, no, is it supposed to be know. happening? I didn't realize. I, I Okay, that was a joke. The, did the first one happen? No, no, no. But I, I thought that maybe <laughs> Ja Rule came out of whatever hole he was. <laughs> he should go back in that fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> How no. dare you? It is pretty funny that the guy that ended up like being the guy to organize this fake festival was was Ja Rule of all people. Do you guys saw you saw the fucking like Netflix documentary or whatever about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Buddy's like talking about how he's like, I gotta go suck dick for water. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and he was fully ready to do it. Yeah, he was going to do it. And you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, and then on, on last week's fucking podcast, you guys talking about Tiger King. You fucking watch that shit yet? Yes. The new episode's coming out on Sunday. One mm-hmm. one more, apparently. I think we've been uh, we've been coerced and we're going to be doing it this weekend. Ah, uh, you got to watch oh. this. It's yeah. uh, so good. You, literally, you just need to, like, get the gif of him saying, guess what, motherfucker, and, like, live your life like that. <laughs> <laughs> so comedic gold, and, like, it's it's a fucking car wreck, it's and you so can't good. stop watching it. Yeah, yeah. You're, like, this guy, and if you really want to get into it, like, go look at his YouTube videos. Oh, my God. This guy, he has, like, all those videos of him in that tiger cage where he's walking around, and there's just tigers around him, and he's just going on rants. Like, those things go on for, like, an hour. And so it's great. Yeah. You were talking about how you were, like, you saw this dude on John Oliver. That's right, yeah. And, like, so we we started watching Tiger King, and Jess is in the corner doing the, like, this guy fucking looks familiar and I can't place it. And then it was like, oh, holy fuck, he's on John Oliver That's for right. his like running for president bullshit or That's governor right. or whatever the hell it was yeah, at the time. Of the votes, man. He was going for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just one of those moments of like, oh my God, this dude, like, this isn't just out of, well, it is out of left field, but like, the guy, the guy had a fucking presidential campaign, and then he well, hired someone, paid her, paid him three grand to murder someone. Yes, yes. Best fucking deal ever. This is a uh, spoiler alert, Jay. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you're welcome. But, but, <laughs> now you're gonna tell me the special needs kid isn't the one who killed uh, the one girl on uh, Make Her Murder. Thanks. What? <laughs> Murderer? No, I didn't see, that one? see season two. Oh, also, um, like uh, John Snow. <laughs> oh, I, no. I, I have not watched any Game of Thrones. Okay, all right, I won't ruin it. Let me. Is meet. it? Is it worth watching? In Gosh my uh, dies. All right. <laughs> it is worth mean. watching. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Shits on like fuck, man. Everybody shits on the new season, just like everybody shits on the new Star Wars. 
And it's like, blah, blah, blah. It's not what I wanted. Well, fuck you and what you wanted because it's not about you. You literally have story. Well, you can't, you're not above it, right? Like just because it didn't end the way that you fucking wanted it to doesn't mean that it's not good. It is really bad. Who cares? It's a fucking TV show. That. I'd say leave your house, but we can't do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that is forbidden. That's like Handmaid's Tale shit. But that's this is uh, this is a good point. I think uh, you you mentioned about endings, like series endings and all that, those kinds of things. Like, I I don't think anybody's happy when their favorite show ends. So it's the impossible task to have it end in a satisfactory way, yeah. where everybody just goes. Oh, you know, like that was such a great ending. A movie, nice. a movie doesn't quite Everybody have the Sopranos, right? Sopranos had a great ending. No, no one says that. Yeah, the best right? series ending was House. House? That one was absolutely perfect. Couldn't have done it better. So, how many freaking battles can you say that you watched and the show ended and you're like, cool? Right? Like, what jumps out is like, oh, that was a perfect ending. Well, I'd say. Like, Seinfeld. <laughs> Leo dying. That's it. Leo dying. Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld finale. Like, oh, Perfect. Fuck, there's still room on that table or whatever the fuck that the chick was floating on. Yeah. Not a yeah, perfect ending. You're, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but Jay, Jay makes a good point. I think uh, Seinfeld had a good ending. I, I really do think it had a good For ending. For Seinfeld. For Seinfeld. For that show. It was perfect. I thought, I thought Breaking Bad had a good ending. Breaking Bad was good. It was just the right ending. Yeah. It wasn't like, so the movie comes out and people are all up in arms about that shit. And the movie wasn't bad. It was literally like, hey, what did Jesse do? Yeah, it tied up the the loose end. Yeah. I was of the theory that was like, Jesse literally went and became Todd Chavez Chavez and Bojack Horseman. And that was, (laughs) (laughs) right? He's literally a dude who ran away and then ends up sleeping on a guy's couch who is like a, a famous actor from the 80s or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Think of like what else would been perfect. What else was perfect? Like good ending for a series or something. I'm trying to think of other ones. Like The Simpsons is really setting themselves themselves up for either having to go on forever or having the best ending possible. Fresh Friends? Yeah. What was the ending? Yeah. Oh, when they leave the house? The house is empty. Yeah, they moved. Okay. Yeah. How much your mother was fucking tore shit? No, See? Jess, show, Jess was just saying no, that she likes it. The show is about moving on after loss, which is exactly what the series Get your ass over was. here and oh, fucking tell please. me. Yeah, you please. can get on camera if you want. Please. Are you kidding me? First of all, worst character ever for any TV show possible, next to JD from Scrubs. Uh, uh, horseshit. Or, sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize. Ross from Friends is the single worst character of all time. Correct. That is uh, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did Friends end? They, okay. they leave the, finally leave the apartment. <laughs> See, it all seems to be, like, the sitcoms seem to be able to figure, they figured this out, right? Because it's there's not. no story arc to yeah. stay to, right. to stay uh, like um, no ending needed. Yeah, like they're not they're ending a show in a sense like 
they're I, I don't know they're sort of ending the 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 character's relationship with the audience but they're not ending a story of some kind i got it what ending star trek next generation well uh All good things they played a poker game beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. and then that's what they opened up with in picard yes so they actually did yeah data and picard playing poker so it never ended by that logic it's just yeah a continuation right so they just restarted because people thought that it was working. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Do you fuckers remember dinosaurs? Uh, yep. Yes. Yeah. That's not, not the mama. The asteroid. Man. The asteroid hit. Where it's just like they're 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 it huddled the up. Age. It was the ice age. Yeah, they're like they huddled up in their house waiting to die. Yeah. End of series. Yeah, it was like the the, the ashes and shit. It's like, oh, like what now? It's like, no, you're dead. That's it. That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what you understand about that? That show is weird. The mom, the dad are completely different type of dinosaurs, and their baby was completely different than what they are. <laughs> I'm just saying. It made no sense. <laughs> That's what you're hung up on here? Who? I'm full of useless trivia. Okay, come so on, next time you guys do trivia, Jess needs to just remotely chime in with shit. Because, like, she is trivia. full of useless information. <laughs> well, I don't know. This is the most useful information that uh, I've had in my head in a very long time. So <laughs> I, I need to know what that last little tidbit she said about Donatello and... Uh, the the, uh, the actor who, who plays Earl Sinclair's son, the teenage son in Dinosaurs, yeah, the actor who played Donatello in the three original and clearly the best uh, Ninja Turtle movies. All three. All three. Okay. Yeah. I, there's no disagreement there that the three first ones were were the best, considering there's only two that came after that, like the the Michael Bay ones. <laughs> Four, there's like four new ones now. No, I don't know. There's a bunch of cartoons and all kinds oh. of you can't, you can't count those. Okay, but not like uh, not live action ones, like like big oh, blockbuster I, ones. There. I haven't seen the live action, the new live action ones. I. The only thing that's good about the new ones is that uh, like Will Arnett's in it. That's right. He plays and, Vernon. Yeah, and it's hilarious. Like that yeah. is the only part that's remotely good. Yeah, the, I'm hung up on like what TV show ended well. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne. She went on a fucking tirade about racism and no, shit. The, the or no, that's the Connors. Never mind. <laughs> and it's was, not done. Uh, the last season was was not real. It was it was all a dream ending. Yeah, and Dan died. Like lost, right? Lost is lost. Ending was like, oh, it's a dream. Like, well, cool. is that what it was? Because I didn't really understand the ending of Lost. It was a book she was writing. Who? Who gives a fuck? Lost sucked. Lost was in the island. His dream. Suck. Oh, Lost. I was talking about Roseanne. Lost was lost. garbage. Why did you think Lost was garbage? <sighs> Every fucking aspect of that show. <laughs> Was a steaming pile. Sounds like you didn't watch it. 
<laughs> I didn't get through all of it, but every aspect that I did watch was shit. I enjoyed 24, and that was because, like, Jack Bauer literally tortured people on television. Uh, and well, uh, it was permitted. And, uh, yeah. Because we, that we know that torture is effective. Well, yeah, yeah. They're not going to tell you what whatever it is you want to know. Right? They're 100% telling the truth every time. That's just facts. <laughs> if, if Gitmo taught us anything... <laughs> oh, it didn't? Oh, I missed that memo. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it taught us a lot. It's still open. <laughs> it must have taught us something. Uh, no, I thought Lost was a great show, but uh, the the ending was confusing. That's all. I, I like the whole the whole good and evil struggle thing there the, that they introduced towards the last, like, not the last season, but, like, the last few seasons. Well, we started watching Battlestar Galactica, and I've enjoyed oh, it. Oh, I've seen it, like, five times. And it's so, solid. Yeah. Battlestar Galactica, the ending... I haven't gone through the whole it, thing. But it's really, really... The ending of Battlestar Galactica is spectacular. I know a lot of people have some issues with it, uh, specifically with certain character arcs, but I thought the ending of Battlestar was fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't want to ask what the ending was again, because just in case I don't wouldn't want to ruin anything, <laughs> but it's... Uh, I think it was solid. It was, it was like, oh, was okay, I see solid. what they did there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and actually, um, Futurama, the ending of Futurama was spectacular. I can't think of Futurama and not think of the scene with the dog left outside. And it's That's like, the end, right? Super fucking depressing. No, well, it's like one of the first episodes That's or early. Very early on no, where Fry leaves his dog. But is that dog not? For him. Hmm? The ending of Futurama, uh, they freeze time, Leela and Fry. They live their whole life, and then they go through a black hole to relive their whole life again together. They get to, like, just basically start over. Yeah, but so the... It, it's this loop where you can just keep watching the series over and over, and there's no break because you're dealing with time dilation and, and all that. Science, bitch. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, sounds sounds yeah. complicated. No, but <laughs> it, it brings me back to my other point that I wonder how... You had a point. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what what are the Simpsons gonna do? Like, what do you think the Simpsons are going to? They're, like, they're gonna renew for like six years and then not make another episode. Or kill everyone. That's just like what up? That's true. They're like <laughs> every character is going to offend somebody at some point in history, so they'll have to kill them off one by one, and then eventually it'll be like the Simpsons, and then no one will be on the couch. <laughs> it's just a show about the couch. That's it. It's like, oh man. Did they kill a poo? Like, what the fuck happened there? I really, yeah, like, I don't even know. I don't I know. Stop using a white dude to voice him. I think they just because it was um. Hank uh, Azaria. Yeah. Voice, yeah. Also, Brock Myers, fucking hilarious. He got really dark in the last. Brock Myers, Hank Azaria is dark. like he plays a uh, sportscaster for like. Minor league baseball on Comedy Central is fucking funny, man. <laughs> well, he's a funny dude. He got uh, it's a sportscaster who got fired for going on a drunken, offensive tirade about walking in on his wife getting pegged by their neighbor. <laughs> or his wife pegging the neighbor. Or yeah, his wife. Yeah, his wife pegging the neighbor. Yeah. Ah, yes. Pretty yes. funny. One of those That's categories good. in Pornhub that we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's on your like uh, favorites, right? Hi. Just saying. It's, <laughs> it's out there. There. He's like, 
Jason just keeps track of it as a cataloging exercise. Yeah, I just need to know what's available. Okay. <sighs> did you see? I remember. Of, did you see the episode oh God. of Penny, where it was who could make the better porno? And Kenny's approach was to create a porn category that didn't exist, and he created comedy porn. No. Dude. What is comedy porn? Uh, Kenny Hotz <laughs> invented it in Kenny vs. Spenny. It's pretty good, actually. Well, I'm gonna have to... <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. <laughs> as comedy or as pornography? As Why porn. not both? <laughs> Why? Horrific as, yeah. uh, as I was gonna, I was gonna chime in with like, I, I have memories of playing hockey, and sitting in a fucking room with all the dummies on the team. Someone rented porn, and Veemer, sorry, Randy, someone was, sit, was sitting there and like critiquing the um, dialogue. <laughs> no, I'm pretty. I, if I recall right, is that someone's TV? I think it was my room. It was not unlocked <laughs> for some reason. It was just, or it wasn't locked. It was just like. We turned on the TV and it was on. And I have a feeling it was me and I don't know if it was Joe Matz or like Will West or something. But it was just on our TV. We were like, and everyone would, and I think the yeah. dads found out. <laughs> then all the kids got out and the dads stayed in that room. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> That's like the dads going to Eddie's or the coaching staff going to Eddie's, specifically yep. your dad's. Going <laughs> it's uh this is a world our our children will not live in uh this idea of like discovering or coming across pornography yeah. this is just something they're gonna well, live with yeah yeah it, the scrambled channel that's not gonna be a thing the struggle it's like google safe search off and then go Stay up and watch Red Shoe Diaries with David Duchovny. No, three man, burn me full time. That's it. You? <laughs> Red Shoe Diaries. Jess, you are full <laughs> of references tonight. I love this. What was the other one? Oh, uh, Emmanuel in space and or Emmanuel in whatever. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Who? I had a question. Yes, sheltered life. I know Blue Nuit and none of this other shit. I just remember. Well, yeah, but Nick, you have to remember that that Bleu Nuit was a it, it wasn't an actual show. It was a a segment on TQS <laughs> right. where they would where they would put dubbed English softcore from like Skinamax. <laughs> and they fucking nailed it. <laughs> Did you ever watch uh, Sunday Night Sex with Sue? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sex show with that's Sue. That's how Canadian yeah. children learned about sex. Yeah, well, I gotta say, when I was watching, when I I was letting, I think it was Channel Thirteen that would scroll through. I gotta say, when I saw that sex with Sue, I thought that was pretty false advertising. When I ended up on that, <laughs> when I ended up on that channel, it was complete, completely not what I was expecting. You're, you're it's a pretty solid joke. With it, that was a solid joke. <laughs> I just, I don't know if you guys remember, I was trying to think about who those three people, I remember they're, they're and I'm not sure if Corey, you might have been on a team that year or not, I'm assuming Nick was, there was myself, I mean somebody who looked like me, HBA, <laughs> and somebody else who for some reason bought a bunch of banana hammocks and put them on and just walked out all wearing them, and we had them all the time for 
whatever. I can't remember. There was a third guy, and I can't remember who the third one is. And is I, I, flurries? <laughs> like, no, it, it, it must have been Feldman or or East Sides or I don't, know. I don't recall that memory. I think you might have dreamt you it. Blocked it out, man. You blocked <laughs> it out. <laughs> no, no. This is, these are just Jay's dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, that uh, I I think I would remember that one. Nope. Anyway, do, yeah. do you guys remember uh, leaving all of our equipment in the bus and having it freeze, and then having to run the showers at like full tilt on hot to try to steam the room to warm it up, and then <laughs> and then your dad's walked in and did the like, what the fuck are you guys doing? That, that was, happened many times though. Yeah, <laughs> that was a. <laughs> That's like a common problem eh, when it comes to not having frozen equipment. I, I feel like only dads that have played hockey have that sensitivity when they bring their sons to the to the rink now. Like I'm I'm a hawk for making sure my son's equipment is not left in the vehicle. <laughs> I like in the, in the pickup truck on the drive cap. That's it's not, and and I don't know. Maybe maybe I feel like I'm raising a softy by doing that, but uh, yeah. Jess uh, just said it's a rite of passage. Yeah, it should be. It should be, but I I don't know that that to me is worse than torture. Really. What's that? No. <laughs> no. Oh, you you uh, talked about uh, making your son. You're maybe raising a softy and. Something something Nick raising a softie something something. Cause I'm emotional fuck. Oh, that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. I love you guys. Oh, we love you too. <laughs> happy you can come on the podcast and shoot the shit with us. You mean talk shit? Stop yeah, looking at the fucking right. watch. Was that? No, no, no. I'm looking at my watch because I want to make sure that uh, I know where to sync this. My uh, my video recording fucked up halfway through this, so I'm hoping that I'll have a, a decent p- a product to put out there. I've been uh, pretty, the pretty shitty on it. Yeah, to yeah. be honest, I have been shitting the bed. But to, to be fair, this is the third po- podcast we do in three weeks, which has been completely unheard of for beer and bullshit. <laughs> in- yeah, you just usually have like a three-month hiatus, no? <laughs> The only time this happens is when I don't have to go to an office. The last time we were doing weekly podcasts, I was on parental leave. Yeah. It's, when, it's when we started this fucking thing. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. You can stay home as a dad? Don't tell me that. <laughs> You sure can. <laughs> That's disgusting. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, you watch your fucking mouth, Corey. You know, you, you want to hear an even better one? I took three months off. While my wife was off as well, you can do that. You can reset me. Some of us get this wife <laughs> off. <laughs> For three months. For three months. Oh wow! Yeah. I need to like have a podcast about uh, you know that. And yeah, and then you can t- you can start a podcast uh, during that time. All that free time you have. I don't want you home with me for three months. I'll murder you. That. So I'm going to let you know that I know I'm going to get a bunch of complaints from Pribble John Belanger uh, and uh, and probably Kellen Boisneau saying about how to how we had a podcast with somebody who was off screen the whole time. Why? 
State. Cause oh, because John Belanger. Just for yeah. screen. Because <laughs> yeah. it's John Belanger. You know John. Yeah, Belanger's but gonna be. you know what? The majority of people who listen to this, uh, they actually listen to the audio version. I know. I'm surprised. Uh, I thought that was a little. Uh, I didn't really fully grasp that, but I guess like I don't watch a lot of video podcasts, so same. You just put it in your ear and you walk away. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, Yeah. Yeah. I listen to you dummies periodically when I'm at work. I like that. <laughs> and oh, then, well. as, I, as I mentioned earlier, I like cuss you out and chime in <laughs> my two cents, but no one's there to listen, right? These and, guys are completely full of shit. Well, specifically the, the tidbit about coronavirus and how the focus is now, and now is a problem, but three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, that is like more significant from a business standpoint because you got to get to that fucking point. Right. I I agree. And I I think one of the things that, one of the reasons why we brought it, (laughs) you can only stay away from it for so long. And then it gets you, man. It gets you. It's like it, it's like some sort of infection, you know, it's sort of like meters away from it. You're fucked. That's right. That's right. No, it's uh, it's part of the reason why I think it's important for us, if we're going to be talking about this stuff, to talk to different people with different perspectives, right? Like last last week, we had John on, and all three of us worked from home. Sorry, I saw Jay laugh. Like he was like, John Bellagio providing perspective on the coronavirus, right? Uh, you're just talking shit about him because he's not fucking here to mouth off. Right. Oh, That's we would. Right. You knew as he was here. We don't. No, but, but I thought I thought it was interesting to talk to somebody else who like is also working from home and that. But it's it is nice to talk to somebody who's actually out in the field working, right? And not just uh, like working on the front lines in healthcare, right? Do performing another essential service, making sure that people have food Beer. and people have uh, like are able to have what beer beer that's well, more important that's hey, that's the focus so nick you listened to the last one and we spoke about the point that uh lance uh, pollock brought up to us about you know is this going to be a, uh, a rethinking of essential services like you know do these people who are considered now essential services who at one currently get paid minimum wage yep. the legal minimum you can pay them are should we be reconsidering this structure should they be getting paid more and i don't think anyone's going to say no but you know once again it's not a, a skill level you have to attain to get to that point but you are putting your life on the line unknowingly that hazard pay so from a business standpoint and it may sound super fucking heartless but there comes a point where if you're paying someone you know 14 bucks to push a fucking broom um what are you going to have to pay someone who is skilled labor? Yep. Like there is something to be said there, right? If you mm-hmm. have anybody with any measure of experience, then you're driving that price point up and your labor costs is through the fucking roof. Yep. And specifically with the margins in a restaurant, it's very difficult to make ends meet. Um, so as Jess chimed in in the background, um, hazard pay would be an interesting take. Because if you're in a situation like this where uh, it's a fucking pandemic and uh, 
you know, someone pumping gas is deemed an essential service. And granted, like, I would like to think they have fucking self-serve gas at this point. But whatever, if you're a grocery store clerk or, or uh, whatever the fuck the case may be, um, you should be kind of, What's that? Your language. No, okay. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. I'm not. Uh, but yeah, you should be compensated. Oh, 100%. There's no doubt. Uh, like, I don't think there's anybody who's going to say otherwise at this point. Um, but I also know from the business standpoint, it, it's also, uh, <laughs> it's a difficult balancing act, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't, as a business, due to the pandemic, and, and you're like, okay, these people are deemed an essential service. So... Uh, are you going to start selling toilet paper for thirty fucking dollars? Yeah. Right. Like, and, and does that mean the government has to step in, or you know, uh, labor unions need to step in? You know, like I, I, I I'm not uh, naive enough to say that I, I have the answers on this one because, like, you're. It's a. <laughs> to be fair, we're not asking for the answers. We just want your opinion. <laughs> No, no, I, you know damn well that uh, everything I say is an answer. Uh, <laughs> he only gives solutions, Jay. That's true. There's problem it's finding. Ultimate. And problem ultimate and like the last solution to things. Oh, yeah, would you say the final solution, you fucking dick? <laughs> I don't understand. What? Anyways. <laughs> when big problems come around, it's you good have Friday. to. Find yeah, yeah, it's, it's Passover. Solution. It's fine. <laughs> uh, no, but but I do think that this sort of turns uh, it turns the the free market on its head a little bit. Um, it I think it makes you rethink who the fuck is essential, yeah. right? Because if you have somebody who's like, oh, I'm a social media influencer, like who gives a fuck? You're not, you're not even important, let alone essential. Right. I know. <laughs> Thank you. So, like, there there are people that, uh, you know, kind of walk the walk, and it's like, <laughs> who the fuck well, are you? Well, when it comes to that, though, like, I, I think it, it really depends on the times, right? Like, it's, it's true that in situations of crisis, if you're looking at it through strictly a labor market uh, or a free market perspective, like, the people who run the grocery stores are way more essential and the, their value goes up significantly in situations like that. But in situations of plenty where people can go out and get their food in, uh, at any time and there's no risk, which presumably we will get to again, right? That that part of it is like value in the labor market changes there. Yeah. Right? Like you don't, you don't stay at that where... Oh shit! Anybody who's exposed, like you call it hazard pay, right? Yeah. Well, that ha once the hazard is mitigated, is it does it still warrant hazard pay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Is there and would there be a difference? Is does this situation, it being a pandemic, are the essential services different with this situation than there are with, let's say, if it was you know Britain during the Blitz? Are those essential services different? You know, like. You know, are, you know, obviously police, fire, all that stuff still the same. You probably still have educators. You probably still have grocery workers. Fucker. Well, like, you're <laughs> going to have kids still in, staying in school. Like, or you still need to teach, you know, whatever welder how to be a welder. 
you know, but like what does anything change or, or, you know, like you can argue that during the second world war train operators and truckers were just as essential as they are now. Yeah. So they're probably saying like, what has changed? Like maybe like, you know what? It's it's different, different society. I think takeout food is different than, you know, that probably wasn't a thing back in the thirties and forties. It's much more accustomed now. Also probably because we live different type of lives. Uh, fucking farm you grew your shit and you made yeah. it right like uh, does anything change like i i would like to think that when when all this shit is over you have people with more of an appreciation of those who are working in you know hospitality or service and that kind of shit i right? would like to see more people focused on local realizing how yeah. the local economy specifically is affected and and really pushing for small businesses as opposed to like you know going big to box some store. sort of yeah some sort of international chain store realizing that hey if i go and i pay a dollar more so i can go to a small business i'm helping my local economy instead of putting money into a business that you know like like walmart is thriving right now they're hiring people because they're doing they're doing business so well I heard that they were closing across Canada. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. They sell groceries, man. Yeah, I was going to say. They closed. Like, Canadian Tire closed. Yeah. And they did the, like, they're closed, but they're still selling curbside or order online shit, right? So, like, you have businesses that, well, are going to be forced to close. You have businesses that are adapting. But all in all, like, it... I'd like to think that you're going to have people that are a little more appreciative of the people that are, you know, at the other side of the counter that are ringing you through or, or the, the server taking your fucking food order or whatever. Like the amount of shit that, that like we see in this industry, um, uh, uh, self entitlement or whatever. Um, I, I'm sure there's horror stories from the retail side of things. Right. That you have somebody who's like, what you see the stories even on the news of like some asshole coughing on somebody during this shit. Like, oh, you took too long to ring my beer through at the LC. So I'm going to hork a loogie on you. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Like, yeah. All I know is I am happy that we have these large box stores because I am all for trickle down economics, Reagan economics. (laughs) It's I'm just saying I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just want to just go in. Yeah, yeah. The thing yeah, is, is that I'm these types of things. Horse, Jay, pardon? I'm impressed you're not wearing orange. Hey, what can I say? Uh, business changed me. Or Kami red. One can, of the I, two. Can, I add, can I add a very strange? Okay, hang on. Side. Jess wants to do a side sidebar stories with Jess. Come closer. Please closer come, come in. Oh no, she's she's rocking a baby. So. Oh, do you have a boob out? No. no. <laughs> It's that kind of podcast. Okay, go ahead. I, I just want to, uh, I'm just, um, as somebody who was appalled at the um, flaming dumpster fire that was Ford's premier ship. Premier ship, is that the word? Yep. Ford's run as premier. I am uh, shocked, surprised, and very impressed at how he's been handling things. Mm. Yeah, and I think we, we talked about that too. Absolutely shocked. I think, we were, I think we were all surprised. Like, I would argue 
him and even Trudeau and I think most Canadian leadership, I think like everyone for the first few weeks or month had kind of like just kind of hoping it wasn't going to be as bad as it was going to get. But I found like once they all realized, no, this sucks, and it was much earlier than south of us, they realized, you know what, all right, let's let's get shit going. Like we have to fix this now. Like let's do what we got to do. And they, they, they all kind of projected that, you know, actual leadership and level-headedness uh, where isn't going on in the States. But I do find, like, everyone hoped it didn't, nothing too much was going to happen. Yeah, I think that um, it's, it's, it's impressive to me <laughs> how it has largely, uh, it's, it's not a political issue here. And granted, they're in an election year down south, so are they, I mean, they're all, they're all playing their long game anyways. But to turn something like a pandemic that's costing people's lives into a political issue is, is atrocious. Mm-hmm. And uh, should, I, I'm really, really pleased that that's not happening here in Canada. That even, uh, you know, the uh, scum on the bottom of a scumbag's foot, Andrew Scheer, is uh, <laughs> managing to behave like a human being. Yeah. Tell and us how you really feel. He's forgetting about la crème de la crème. Max Bernier and the rest oh, of those fucking geez. idiots and the People's Party, which shouldn't even be a fucking party. I beg your pardon? You heard my... <laughs> you heard me. They were the party for the people. Yeah. Which people? It's right in the name, Nick. Oh, they're right a bunch of shysters, name. man. <laughs> Corey and I moderated that one debate, and God, that was awesome. <laughs> there was just... Oh, it was, was fantastic. Nice I can't it, deal with that. You're what? Sorry? I can't deal with that. Are they still a party? Did, like, if they didn't get a single seat, aren't they, didn't they lose their party status? Well, no, you can yeah. still be a party. You can still be a registered party. It's party status is only recognized within the house. Yeah. Okay. So, recognized in the house, they, they don't get... I think there, there's so much funding you get, and, like, the party gets so much from the government. Uh, so, if you aren't a recognized party, you don't get whatever. And... Uh, you technically don't caucus and stuff like that. You know, you still technically caucus on the side anyways. Yeah. I, I feel like they're the only party that's actively, like, kind of criticizing everything that's going on, no matter what. And, Dude, like, listen, I got to go look this look this up. Oh, man, it, it's, I got to see this. Like, I, a guy I know... Oh, really? A guy I know ran in uh, in the prairies and got lit up and rightfully fucking so <laughs> and he's very very vocal and it like it it grinds my gears i like i try not to engage but there are occasions that i'm like i want to flip a fucking table and just punch him in the throat <laughs> you know like i can't express myself properly that it's like there's so much shit that is wrong with w- your statement or or your your mindset that like listen here 1933 right like yeah. You know, what fucking year is it? What are we talking about? Like, yeah, no. immigrants, like, no, only my grandparents are allowed to immigrate here. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> like, so this also, uh, like, I would argue, I... I you just want to argue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understood a, a libertarian's point of view. I think when shit like this happens, it completely throws whatever argument they had out the window. Because yeah. you want to talk about just small government and how everyone should be able to do what they want... Obviously, fucking not. Anarchy. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so guess what? We need some type of fucking control. We need some way to be able to track all of these testing, all these dog, all these uh, statistics, uh, track whatever, make sure supply chains keep working properly. You know, like, obviously, 
small I'll government's just, not the way to fucking go. To play to play you, devil's advocate, you just to die. Every one of these libertarian goons is driving their pickup truck over <laughs> to Service Canada to pick up their their check. emergency yeah. check. Yeah. with their slip tank in the back. But go to, ahead, Corey. To be devil's advocate in these situations, okay. I the the only thing I would say is that obviously in I, I think the the failure here is to be married to any kind of ideology because I I do agree a hundred percent that in these times Thank and you. you see it too you see it yeah. online that nobody like none of these libertarian like ideologies are being adhered to because they won't work in these situations it won't protect yeah. anybody right vaxxers man what's that anti vaxxers yeah How the fuck can yeah. you have argument for anti-vaccination when like right now you're dealing with one virus with no vaccine and the whole fucking world's on lockdown no of course of course but but do you do you just so they can stick us all with rfid chips that yeah 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 (laughs) people want to like yeah that's right no no, but i do see the need for people because it like i i see the need for people to to value their liberties and freedoms, right? Because especially in a situation like this, we could be vulnerable to governments holding on to powers, uh, like to, to centralized power, right? So the idea that there will be a force pulling in the other direction, I don't think is like, ultimately it should not win in this situation. We should be going into more centralized decision-making where yes, we'll be able to make decisions that affect a lot of people at once, but is it, is it a bad thing that we still have that, that force reminding us that yes, we are giving up some level of privacy, some level like in with these contact tracings and all the, like all the countries that have been super effective at doing this, right. Have, have given up some level of Liberty in order to be able to, to do this effectively. Yeah, we're we're also who you're you're telling that to. We're also not through the other side, right? But I mean, if you're if you're so putting forth these ideas like, hey, by the way, don't forget they are, you know, we are giving up some of our freedom and some of our liberties by going outside. It's justified. It's the same as our hate speech laws that we have, where (laughs) the Supreme Court has said, yes, our hate speech laws do contradict our freedom of speech laws. But because we remember 19, the 1930s, we think that it's justified to say it's illegal to go around and deny the Holocaust and, uh, you know, incite hate yeah, and Jay. violence and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> think about that, Jason. I feel like I think always want to make jokes, but, like, you can't. <laughs> and I can't. I'm like, you can't. You're going to get thrown in jail. But actually, you'll get thrown in jail and then let out because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then I'll find you. <laughs> I'm just saying, I do not like how a lot of these, you know, like we're going to go, if we want to go about God's chosen people, I don't like how people try to talk about how, you know, the Jew menace, you know, they're all business people and they're super, you know, all about money. And obviously, I, I would say, obviously, they're not because I'm just saying, when it comes to marketing, I would argue. The Hebrews did not do a great job in marketing because if you want to look at the size of religions between Christianity Corey rolls away. <laughs> is, you know, uh, <laughs> Judaism or Islam, I'm going to say there's two a huge number. <laughs> and, you know, 
the, the godfather of these three religions has not really grown that big. I'm just saying. <laughs> Business-wise, they must not be good business people. So, I'm so just saying. So, you put this shit on the internet right now? Like, you want just, just you saying this? No, I'm just saying I don't believe that people who, who say they're all money crazy, I think they're wrong. I, I don't think they're... I think they're racist to say that. Uh, that was a good save. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys take things out of context all the time. It's, this is also the group who got, or you know, Corey and his, and who else, whoever else we had on, were up, were against the fact that my grandfather flew over Germany in the Second World War, <laughs> and and saw it from a plane, and they thought it was bad because my grandfather dropped bombs on Germany. It's like. Excuse me. He was fighting against the goddamn Nazis. Right? <laughs> so I don't know. I think some people take what we're, I say. We're all getting pretty PC these days. Yeah. So, I, I worked with a guy in the prairies uh, who was German. And of course, we had a number of stupid banters back and forth. Right. And there was one day when we were having our stupid jokes because I'm notorious for doing it, as you guys know. And he did the like. Full stop. He's like, hey, like in all seriousness, like my grandfather died in a concentration camp in Germany. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what have I done? <laughs> like, oh, shit. Right. Full, full stop. Ugh. And then like he didn't say anything. I'm like, uh, like, what the fuck? And then he chimes in with like, yeah, he got drunk and fell from the guard tower. And I was like. <laughs> Solid <laughs> like, joke. Come on, man. Yeah. I like, uh brilliant his delivery it's, it's good like and i think <laughs> if, if you guys watch the uh, dave Chappelle being uh, inducted into the or getting the mark twain award yeah i've seen it I, well he I talks have. about how like comedy is the last bastion of of uh you know free speech kind of and how it's the only way you can still say something like you know the context with somebody about that shit a bunch Pardon? ricky gervais has talked about that oh yeah bit, right and it's but it's true a great leader for uh, for that in the 90s was Roseanne. Yeah. Because a lot of people were not offended. Not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, the deep end. That's the thing. Like, but I think you know the context someone says something at. Like, you you know this guy. You kind of know what he's talking about. When he, You know when he's bringing up that joke. You know, like, oh, he was, like, he's trying to get something out of me. Hopefully, most likely, you know he does not believe it. You know, like I think you know when people say stuff, uh, and yet I just find like you can you can cut things out of like you know you can cut this thing out of this podcast. A, a bunch of things I've said in this podcast and in the other forty-seven <laughs> we've done. Oh, I tend to. <laughs> like when I when I run for you know city council, suddenly you know all these things are or things I've said, uh, but like. I think everyone understands context, especially when it's trying to be like there's a comedic aspect to it. But like, oh, I, I think, you know, he said that joke, but, you know, like, oh, like that was a dick, a dick joke, but funny. I like, think where you oh, have to be careful in these situations, though, when we talk about speech. Yep. And I mean, I'm I'm the one who was earlier advocating for libertarianism and uh, the being able to say whatever you want. But I, I think it's important, uh, especially in the context of comedy that if you're going to make those kinds of jokes that you're assuming or you you better be a competent comedian yeah right yeah. like the joke because it's true that you anything can be funny as long as it's funny 
Yeah. If it's not funny, <laughs> yeah. Like your if your joke doesn't land, you, you got a problem. Like <laughs> Did I tell you about the joke about with the priest when I was uh for Paula's uh, uncle's uh funeral? <laughs> so no. all I remember <laughs> is it didn't land. Okay? It didn't land. <laughs> You're, you're setting the stage here, so I'm It was sure perfect. To... So, Nick, you'll love this. So, Paul's uncle passes. He, uh... I won't love that part. Did I bring this up on a podcast, or was it just, just between me and you, Corey? Talking I think it was about just this? between you and I. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is, like, the second or third time I've really had a joke not land. And so, the priest is there, and I am a, a hardcore, adamant atheist. And... We're there, and but like I grew up, and I have to go through the whole bullshit Catholicism crap. <laughs> and he tell uh, us how you feel. <laughs> the priest is there, and like Paul's mom wanted me to come because like I'm still very like for some reason I still really like learning about religions, and I'll still read about like the uh, uh, you know the the canonical stuff about Catholicism or even you know like uh, the Abrahamic religions and just learning about that shit and like when I'm bored it's what I'm reading I love that stuff I don't know why there's something about it, it seems interesting but we're there and she wanted me there because she knows I know a lot about the stuff and like the certain readings I'll talk about I'll know about them and he's there and he's like trying to be loose it, it might have been a, it was a deacon he wasn't a priest but regardless he was there because the the priest couldn't come and he's trying to be cool and loose and saying, like, you know, like how the Catholic Church is like trying to be a little different and, and up to date on stuff. He's like, you know, Doing we're TikTok okay dances. with. Pardon? Doing TikTok dances. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but talking about how, like, you know, like, oh, we're cool and like we're okay now with, with cremations. You know, originally we weren't with that, <laughs> but now we're cool with that. You know, don't worry about it. You know, like, I'm not sure. Like, I know myself, so I'm cool. not really into that because I don't like the idea of being burnt, you know, afterwards. I want my body to be there. I'm not sure what you guys think about. What do you guys think about? And he, like, starts asking the room and he goes to, like, Paula's stepdad. He's like, I think I'm okay. I'm, like, I'm okay with cremation. I think I'd rather be buried just, you know, my body and goes to her, her mom, goes to Paula and goes to me and I'm, and like, they're all saying whatever. And I'm like, Oh, frozen in liquid carbonite. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and right there, like I Paula's, I could feel Paul's eyes rolling and like Paula's mom is like, Oh, fucking star Wars joke. Like you're an idiot. But this deacon or priest or whatever just it just went like sour you would heard a record scratch and he just starts going you know what it's not a time to joke around all right i don't care about this whole green stuff happening i don't care you know like i know there's there's a new thing and people are trying to be you know like different but the idea of the great uh, biodegrading a body into acid is not the way to do it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that, that wait a the, second. There's he a Star Wars going, He's going and going, talking about how, like, I'm going to put these bodies into a tub of acid to burn. Like, that's what I want to do with my body. I'm like, what the hell is happening? And I'm looking around it and I'm like, I can, he's still like, yelling and angry. And I'm, at, I'm looking at Paula and she's like, you're an idiot. Like, and he's going on, and I had to say, like, I just want to say, I'm sorry. I just want to clarify, this was from a Star Wars movie. It's about being frozen in cement. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, no disrespect. I to, you know? But it went south fast, and in my head, I was like, this is gonna be funny, and I'm just gonna say it. It went. <laughs> it, it did not land. 
the thing about it now is hilarious. It's <laughs> Just it was fantastic <laughs> being in that room. But yeah. It's more comedic now because you know it was a failure. See, I'd, <laughs> really, it was... I'd really like to have my remains scattered around Disneyland. I don't want to be cremated, though. <laughs> yeah, just, just a hand. It becomes a funny story <laughs> rather than a funny joke. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, listen, guys, uh, I got to wrap this up. How are you guys uh, feeling with a two-hour podcast here? Well, we're super efficient, obviously. Nick's talking and people are listening to him. It's his favorite thing in the world. I could go on for hours. I actually have to rock a piss, so. <laughs> All right. Well, before you go rock a piss, you want to tell us where uh, where anybody can find out what you're doing, uh, anything you want uh, our audience of 12 to know? Well, I'm one of the 12, so it's 11. <laughs> so 11. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I'm 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 in Sudbury and uh, what we have been... an Instagram where they can watch look at all your delicious food. See, Jess is better at this shit it. than I am. Yeah, okay, Jess, yeah, tell Jess, Jess. And just give us some where he you can see him and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, you can follow Nick's Instagram is uh, Geniac Nicholas or at Geniac Nicholas, as the youths would say. Youths. Uh, where he posts his foods. Uh, stuff that he's doing at the restaurant, um, pictures of fish that I catch when we go, <laughs> uh, pictures of our dog. Actually, we're going to go for a walk. And, uh... <laughs> he's going for a piss. No, no. Fire. <laughs> oh. That's not the big one. Right? Yeah. And where's, oh, yeah. That, that. Nice. And then the hilarity that is Jess and my dad in the Bruins jersey. Nice. <laughs> nice. Those are all Instagram worthy. <laughs> what isn't Instagram worthy at this point? These days, I don't know. Especially yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but thanks, Nick, for uh, for coming on the podcast there. Thanks real, for having me. Real good conversation and real good perspective on uh, uh, how this, this whole weirdness is impacting uh, all sorts of different people. So uh, yeah. we're going to have to yeah. do this again. Buddy. Just wait till next month, man. The numbers are not going to get better. I'm telling you that now. It's it was what a restaurant industry alone was eight hundred thousand. So yeah. Well, if there's any <laughs> possible way that we can uh, we can support you guys and we can uh, I don't know if I can place some advanced orders for when this gets back to normal and I'm about <laughs> and I'm able to get into the restaurant, I would love to. Well, you can order beer online. That's a thing. Or, you know, once all this shit is lifted, you can, like, take a roadie and uh, do beer and bullshit uh, Nick edition volume three at the bourbon. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. We'll do that <laughs> for sure. 100%. And Jess so, can actually be there. In on yes. It. Be in the kitchen. Yeah. It'll just be Jess. Yes, we're all, we're only interested in having Jess on. <laughs> Rightfully so. And thank you, Jess, for joining us as well. Yes, thank you, Jess. <laughs> so, sorry for uh, intervening. No worries. No. no, it was great. Don't worry about it. I'm full of 90s TV references for you guys. So Useless 90s TV yeah. references. Those are very useful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. No problem. All right, so, Jay. Uh, so tell us, uh, do you have anything to sign us off on? Yes, oh, I God. do. Why? Uh, this is uh, the song from the great Winston Churchill. 
always remember that I have taken more out of alcohol than alcohol has taken out of me. <laughs> That's for most of us. Alright. Cheers, guys. I think you're fucking up.